Hey y'all, it's me again, Bonnie Violet. I just wanted to take a second and thank my Patreon members. Patreon members are folks who contribute on a monthly basis, anywhere from $3 to $150 a month to support the work of a queer chaplain. Big shout out to Victoria Thompson, Jason Brandt, Brandon Stanton, Kim Silva, Brandy McCarg, Randy Sandnot, Bob Kaiser, Joey Heckmeister, Violet Rhiannon, Gabriel, Jonathan, Patrick and Todd Atkins Whitley. Thank you so much for your continued contributions. And if you're interested in joining the Patreon, just check the link in the description. Go to patreon.com forward slash Bonnie Violet. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Good morning, Lacers. How's it going? Bonnie Violet here, a queer chaplain. This is day number 32 of the uh, daily lives as part of the Lacing Your Narrative with a Spiritual Thread live stream workshop series. <clears throat> and um, this week, we, we are in our sixth week of the eight weeks. And this week, we are focusing on what is your ideal um, spirituality, what would you like it to be at some point, whether it's what you'd like in a week or 10 years or 20 years, um, or whatever, um, what is your ideal? Um, and so, um, I have been super heady, which is what she does often, um, been dealing with some emotions the last couple of days that kind of caught me off guard. So I've just been kind of like, um, uh, sitting with them. Um, and uh, not trying to think too much about it, but just sit with them. Um, and so that's what I've been doing. And so looks like, I don't know why our connection isn't good. When I'm gonna switch real quick. Hello, everyone. Sorry about that. I guess I lost, you know, we think after 32 of these, 
um, it would be pretty um, difficult to have mess ups, but technology, um, that's the way it goes. And also I think just, yeah, anywho. Um, so here is, so this week we are focusing on what is your ideal? Uh, again, I apologize for um, having to kind of reorganize myself. Um, after getting kind of booted out, but still being live. So um, as I was saying, I can definitely kind of get in my head a little bit. And uh, I was in some emotions and some feelings. Um, and I'm also, I've been on, um, it's interesting. I don't know that it's related, but I kind of just want to, I think maybe share a little bit about this because I haven't really shared too much. Just like I started um, estrogen, uh, last Thursday. And so it's been interesting to try to like, I've been trying to like keep an eye out of like any changes that might be happening. And they say your feel, feel like the way you feel changes as in uh, emotionally, but also like touch, like heat, cold, that sort of thing can seem a little different. So I've been really kind of like, oh, is that it? Is that it? <laughs> in that sort of mind space of curiosity and excitement for sure. Um, but um, when I can get heady and uh, when I can get in that space, sometimes I need, sometimes it's helpful to have prompts or listen or watch something else. And so I came across this individual on TikTok. Um, I've seen this person, um, Jasmine Gardens, um, share before um, uh, through TikTok, but another friend had posted this adorable, adorable, um, who is um, a drag artist uh, that I worked with a couple weeks ago. So um, I was gonna play this video and then maybe say some stuff afterwards. I think we spend so much of our time looking for our purpose, we don't even realize that we're walking in it and have been for quite some time. And it's probably because we're trying to conform to society's concept of a purpose. But do you think a bee or a squirrel knows that it's reproducing life when it's looking for its next meal? Nine times out of ten, it's just doing what feels natural. So here's my question. Why do we limit our purpose to one major moment of contribution in life when we have so many moments where we contribute purposeful things, even if it's not purposeful to us but to someone else? Why do we feel as if our purpose doesn't grow and change day to day as we do? Maybe we should stop telling people to find their purpose and just start teaching people to be intentional. Maybe your purpose today is to help a friend laugh as they're fighting to focus through their tears. And maybe tomorrow is for you to try a new recipe or a new restaurant just for the purpose of experience. Maybe our purpose in life is just to start doing things on purpose purpose instead of out of programming. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> um, I think I might like play a little bit again and then stop and talk. Hear me out. I think we spend so much of our time looking for our purpose. We don't even realize that we're walking in it and have been for quite some time. And it's Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the whole idea of kind of like just kind of trying to be present. Um, and I think sometimes I can be trying so hard to to try to make my life matter or to find purpose or to have purpose that it's you know sometimes not able to stay in the the now with it all so i think there's definitely like a part of my ideal to be able to have an understanding of my spirituality and all that with um that i can wear i guess like they a lot of people say like a loose garment um 
It's probably because we're trying to conform to society's concept of a purpose. But do you think a bee or a squirrel knows that it's reproducing life when it's looking for its next meal? Nine times out of ten, it's just doing what feels natural. So here's... And I think part of that is like those expectations that I know that I've worked hard to let go of is that idea of like what success means um, in this country. Um, You know, like money, paying bills, certain titles, um, all those things I had to give up recently um, or that I gave up recently. But I think it's like, I think I can definitely get caught up in that. And I feel like a lot of the world is created to... um, yeah, for you to have to meet certain criteria in order to exist, in order to have food, in order to have safe housing, in order to have access to healthcare, um, in order to uh, enjoy life and uh, have access to even say luxuries or pleasantries. My question, why do we limit our purpose to one major moment of contribution in life when we have so many moments where we contribute purposeful things? Mm-hmm. I, that makes me think of um, like purpose being in one moment. Um, I remember, um, you know, getting to start Alpha as young as I did the HIV AIDS organization, and that being such an awesome experience. And I felt so big, <laughs> which is like, it's hard for me to say, but it just, I felt really important. I felt very um, larger than life. I felt like I was doing something beyond me that was, that was greater than me. Like I was part of something bigger than me. Um, which was a really awesome uh, experience. Um, But I remember when leaving it, there was this idea of like, how do I top, how do I top that? And I think that's kind of part of our, um, a part of either my mentality or what I came to learn is this idea that I have to continue to up my game. I have to continue to do better and better and better each time, Um, which is interesting. So I didn't know how I could top what I did in my 20s um, in running an HIV and AIDS organization in my 30s. But I think this is where some of that thinking changed, but also I'm noticing where some of that thinking is still happening. So like in creating these podcasts and doing all these sorts of things, I was talking with my therapist this morning about how, you know, I want every time for new projects to look better than the last. And this new project that I'm working on is not quite at the the level that I had anticipated that it would be. Um, and it's, it's not at the same level that I am in some of my other projects. And so I've been like really kind of like um, struggling with that. But I think again, it's that mentality of like um, having to top my purpose or maybe that has nothing to do with that, but that came to mind. And then also I feel the same way. I've heard a lot of people say about drag, like I wanna get better and better with each time. Um, maybe sometimes the um i don't know like the um the big thing is just to is to do it like um maybe just me becoming a drag queen was enough and that's like the goal um uh i don't know definitely some things to think about a little bit more oh and the one thing i did want to say when i did leave the hiv aids organization i remember i had this strong desire to just be ordinary um like just to be you know, I always, I just, I, I just wanted to be like um, the people that I worked with, the people that I was trying to help um, with people living with HIV, with queer people. It's like, I, let me just be one for a while. I remember I had this desire to just um, be ordinary, partly because being extraordinary in my mind. And again, I hope that you're understanding, like, I feel like I could, I speak so badly about 
the way that I once was, but um, good morning, herding cats. Um, it's great to see you on here again. Um, but because of my relationship with my role and my responsibility and my purpose, it isolated me and it really caused me to find myself in a very lonely um, lonely place where I felt like I didn't have friends and I didn't have connections because I had to be this person to everyone. And again, that was my toxic relationship with that sort of way of existing and really um, toxic relationship with myself. And so um, when I moved to Chicago, I really strove and tried to just be ordinary, thinking that that might create space for me to um, to have more connection with friends and family, maybe even date and love. And uh, that kind of sort of happened. But I think even, uh, even more recently, I think when I got into Al-Anon three years ago, <laughs> around um, after I kind of found myself again, I mean, this is like another 10 years after, you know, Alpha. And I'm kind of finding myself in that same place, you know, at 10 years sober where I was like looking around and feeling like my life, the people, like my life had gotten really small as far as the people in it, relationships with my family, um, which I was wanting to have more of one, which is why I moved back to the West Coast, to San Francisco. Um, but I was so unhappy and I was so um, sad and depressed and I felt really alone and I really came to the realization that, again, it was kind of how I had formed my life and had formed relationships and had, like, it was a product of the way that I was existing and that if I wanted to have more connection or different connection, I had to find a way to um, to be different, um, to open up so that I could have those connections in a way in which that I wanted. Um, so that I could feel it. I remember I was like running or like I was doing all the things that I needed to do to try to connect. I was really active in my recovery and I was working with my mentors and I was working with spiritual leaders. And I, I, um, I was doing all the things I was trying to call my family pretty regularly. You know, I was doing all the things and I just felt like so disconnected. I remember even going in drag and doing events and just not even feeling like I could connect with people. And that was almost more, I think that seemed harder than just staying at home by myself, like to actually go out and then try to connect with people and then not to be able to do that was really um, frustrating for me. And it's still something that I think I really have a hard time doing um, is really um, getting to that space. So I think my ideal spirituality definitely would allow me to be um, connected with more people um, in a way that felt correct um, and like 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 it's uh, feeding me you know like it's a good thing for me um, it's a desire uh, that I have and uh, so it's a desire that I have but it's definitely not I'm not in a space of desperation with it all um, I'm okay on my own and I'm okay with the way that my relationships are, but I do have a desire to be in deeper relationship 
with people. Um, and I think that just causes, and that's the desire that I have from spirituality. It's it's like I desire to have a relationship with a God or with the, the God of my understanding, uh, not that I, I have to have it or that I'm desperate for it, but just that I would like to have it. I have a desire for it in my life. Um, <clears throat> So that's kind of where I'm at with it now. But desperation was a big part of my um, opening up, if you will. Um, and the pain that caused me to make some changes. Even if it's not purposeful to us, but to someone else. Why do we feel as if our purpose doesn't grow and change day to day as we do? Maybe we should stop telling people to find their purpose and just start teaching people to be intentional. Maybe your purpose today is to help a friend laugh as they're fighting to focus through their tears. And maybe tomorrow is for you to try a new recipe or a new restaurant just for the purpose of experience. Maybe our purpose in life is just to start doing things on purpose instead of out of programming. Mm. Yeah. Yes, it's an interesting balance for me of thinking so much <laughs> and having intention and also just being and existing um, and kind of going with what's what's there uh, rather than trying to create something or manufacture something or uh, push towards something. So um, I'll put the link in the um, description for folks who um, don't get to watch and just listen to Jasmine Gardens 23, um, but I'll put her information in there. And I appreciate, I really just appreciate her, um, her presence on TikTok and the things that she has to say. I love her aesthetic too. <laughs> she looks so fun. Um, <clears throat> but anywho, um, I hope that you all are having a good week and uh, continuing on creating your ideal um, higher power or God or spirituality or understanding of that. And um, I will see you tomorrow. Um, have a blessed uh, day. Bye-bye. Hey y'all, Bonnie Violet here again. Just wanted to take a second to let you know about Splintered Grace Podcast. Splintered Grace Podcast just completed its fifth season entitled Still Seeking. Splintered Grace is a podcast that I co-host with my aunt who is a conservative Christian and one of my biggest supporters in my trans identity and just life in general. While many family members are choosing to no longer speak, we have chosen to sit at the table and engage in difficult conversations to find peace and restoration. 
over our 24-year relationship, we have had a lot of ups and downs, and we haven't always really liked each other. We definitely never understood each other, and still some of it we don't. But we love one another so much and so hard and really work hard to show up for one another. And our hope is that by listening to this podcast, others may be able to begin to have peace and restoration in some of their other relationships with family members and or other loved ones. Uh, Check it out, Splintered Grace Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Take care. Love you. Bye.